Today on the Game Zone Podcast, I am joined by Rob Reese once again to recap episodes 5 and 6 of The Last Dance. After that, we are going to be building our personal team from any players across the history of the NBA to build a team to beat the Dream Team. Hope you guys enjoy. Back on the Game 7 Podcast with Rob Reese recapping episodes 5 and 6 of The Last Dance documentary series on ESPN. Michael Jordan is last season with the Bulls. Rob, initial thoughts? Uh, way different insight, this one. Yeah. D- different angles. Dif- you know, I mean, everything from shoes to gambling, right? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, I agree. I-, I thought, my personally, I thought this night, like, the, the two episodes combined, was the best. Um, and do- would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And oh. they had a Rodman, and they had a Rodman episode, and you think this one was the best. So, yeah, that's pretty big. I thought the the insights were, like, like even just the little stuff, like, they showed Michael Jordan with whatever that quarter game was with the yeah. security. Like, mm-hmm. just stuff like that is just cool. Like, they, I feel like sometimes they try to go overboard, like, with just, you know, throwing stuff out there, and it ends up not being as good and put together. But when they add, like, the small stuff that people don't know about, because if you're, you know, if you're a fan whether you were, um, you know, following basketball then or not, a lot of the stuff that they're talking about, everybody already knows. Mm-hmm. So when you throw in bits and pieces like that, little stories, little clips like that, that just that makes it more entertaining, especially for me. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a really cool insight, just how competitive he really was mm-hmm. compared to his peers. And, the sh- you know, flashbacks to the shrug game that they actually compared Clyde and Michael Jordan what was that like, them trying to compare Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of hype, especially since, you know, Jordan and Magic the, the, the year before. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, now the, the road that Jordan's taking, now he's going against another monster. And that Blazers team, they were deep. They were a very deep team, very good, sound team. And Drexler was the leader of that team. He was mm-hmm. an all-star. He could dunk. He could fly. There was a lot of similar characters, characteristics of the yeah. two players but, um, you know, the edge, give it to Michael because of that competitiveness. And, I mean, when he told Magic, I'm going to blow this dude up or whatever he said, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching that game and Jordan going off and uh, 32 yeah. and a half or whatever. And it was like, and, and I remember in the press conference when it was over, Jordan just said the, the basket was like this big. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's how it felt. It was the basket was this big, you know. And that, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that for sure. Yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's crazy. It reminds me of like, almost like Larry Bird calling his shots. Where a lot of the comparisons, yeah. um, and not obviously, I don't, I wasn't even alive when it was happening. But just from researching, a lot of the things people were saying was that Drexler had the better outside shot, mm-hmm. and Jordan continues to drain like what six threes, which back seven. then was seven threes. Yeah. Back then, a big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, compared to today's game. Yeah, compared to today. That's and he like, wasn't a three-point shooter. He wasn't a three-point shooter, but um, I, I also thought it was funny. He just looked at Magic Johnson every time he drained <laughs> one. Yeah, that's just stuff like that is just iconic and that you're just, you're never going to see stuff like that again. Um, I don't, I just, even though I had already knew, knew about the shrug game, there were some cooler aspects that they added in that I thought were really cool mm-hmm. about it. Um, 
What did you think about um, just the whole Isaiah not getting on the dream team? I think Michael had a lot of influence on that, but, you know, I, I think you could really respect Isaiah's game, like Michael said. Yeah. You know, he, he's easily top 50 player. Easily. He's an amazing point guard, especially in the essence of smaller point guards. Easily could hold his own. Him and John Stockton are in that category. But not only Michael but and Scotty, but also, you know, Bird, Magic, they all had problems with him. And there's been rumor speculating that when Magic got AIDS, Isaiah said some things. Mm. And that tarnished their relationship because they used to be very, very close. On the court, yeah. they would they would they'd be enemies, but they would be close. Well, they've gone kind of astray too. So I think when you have the big guns, especially when you have the greatest player in the world. And you want to bring him as your showcase? Yeah. You know, you're going to go with, all right. But the fascinating thing to me is that Chuck Daly, we don't know if he fully went with it, but he didn't step down from his role either. And that's yeah. Isaiah's coach. Yeah. And Jordan had a lot of respect for Daly and thought he was a good man. And that was a great trip for especially those two. And so that was, that was interesting that Isaiah didn't get picked and whatnot. But also, I mean, that bad boy's team... Isaiah insta instigated a lot of things, mm -hmm. and he was the, the 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 gang leader, if you will. Of if you go down, we're all getting behind you and and, and push that, and so that that really pissed off a lot of players. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I still I would I would love to see what would have happened if he was on the dream team. Like, cause we already know. I mean, we've seen it, we've heard it. You know, those practices were intense. Yeah. Could you imagine Isaiah Thomas? You know. But then I also think, in that practice, he doesn't have his bad boy pistons his boys. behind him. <laughs> so is he the same player, though? Does question. he act the same? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Although I do think those would be some even better battles. Just the insight that they gave on the practices were so cool. Um, and was it, was it Michael Jordan who said that Charles Barkley was the second best player there? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, Barkley played... So, and, and Barkley didn't think he was going to make the team because he was in trouble. He was the <laughs> trouble guy back yeah. then compared to like what we've ever seen. Um, Barkley didn't think he was going to make it, but Barkley played a true power forward and muscled his way through a lot of things. Didn't have to really worry about his shot, but he was the leading scorer. But Michael was the most dynamic. Oh, yeah. But Barkley, you know, I, I forget they there was an interview and – He's like, I don't even know how to say Mongolia or whatever, but they're in big trouble, you know? And sure enough, they, they were. Yeah. So. Also, I thought it was really cool um, how they they came at – another story about them coming at Jerry Krause where they're playing Tony Kukoc. They just – they're trying to make a fool out of Jerry Krause and just destroy him, and they did. They did. They absolutely hum humiliated him, and uh, – the world I, got to look at who Tony Kukoc was because we never... Yeah. And they couldn't even say his name right. And, uh, <laughs> Half of them called him Kukoc. Yeah, and, and everyone was ex interested because they were paying him a lot of money to come. And the yeah. guy didn't do anything the first time they played. He yeah. locked down. Yeah, I thought... that I had never even heard of any of that before the documentary. Like, that was that was probably the most, like, the, the first big thing out of the documentary series mm -hmm. um, other than the 48 Hours that I didn't know about entirely before the documentary series. And that was just, that was actually really, like, I, I was trying to think, like, what is the equivalent of that, like, today? Like, who would that be? And I'm thinking, like, if LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know, they pick, they pick some overseas guy 
Could you ever, like, that would be crazy, like, them playing that team internationally and them just going at him. Like, you, something like that just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, that's only something that would have happened with that Bulls team. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe a few other teams, but. But it it was different because they were willing to give Tony the money. And they were going to reorganize contracts and different things. And that's what frustrated them, where I think in today's game, if you don't have contracts, especially today's game, because contracts are rewarded. We want to oh, keep yeah. you, and, and you know that's what t- makes the, the conversation. If you're having a guy who's never played in this league and you're going to pay him more than me, I'm the face. I'm the number two guy. You're going to pay him more than me. We have no idea. I, that's going to have resentment for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I, 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 I don't know if you have an Anthony Davis-LeBron situation because you're not going to pay someone outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis type of salary. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just with player empowerment today's age, you're yeah. going to get what you want. But yeah. that's still just – I couldn't imagine what that – for Tony Kukos, the poor guy. Imagine if that was you. Yeah, not even teammates. his fault. Yeah. It's just this franchise picks you and you're just getting the crap beat out of you because of, <laughs> because of the franchise's choice. That's just – and just, I mean, in his, as like wrong as it may have been, the team came together to – you know, prove that Scotty should have been getting paid. Yeah. Um, and and I think it speaks well of the the whole dream team to let them go. Yeah, if that's what you guys want to do. That that's that's your deal. If 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 you guys want Tony to to see that group of men, those all star sluggers, to go. Okay, if that's when he's out, you got him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, that just speaks a lot too. And then he did have a good game the second game where Jordan and Pippen were like, "Hey, he's a good good player." Yeah. They yeah, gave him a little bit of a lighter <laughs> leash, but... Yeah, still shouldn't have been... Uh, Pippen still should not have had to sacrifice, though. I think that's uh, pretty obvious, but... So, if you... So, I heard them say in the document... They said, um... Or somebody said that they thought the 92 Bulls team may have even been better than the team that's widely considered the best of all time, the 96 Bulls. From actually living it and watching both... What were the differences that set them apart, and which team do you personally think was better? I think the biggest thing that set them apart was you had more leadership from B.J. Armstrong than you did Steve Kerr. B.J. was a little bit more of a voice into Michael than, than Steve was, but I think Steve Kerr was a better shooter. I think your biggest difference was, because Bill Cartwright, he was a decent center, Luke Longley was a decent center, you know. I think Dennis Rodman Horse Grant are your deciding factors. Th- yeah. Those two are your deciding factors. And in my personal view and how they played, I I really felt that the 72 and 10 team, they, they were untouchable. Mm-hmm. I mean, their their records speak for themselves and they won they won the the title. And the crazy thing is is if you look back statistically, that was Jordan's worst year to win the Finals MVP. His shooting percentage and Pippen's were terrible. If you look at percentages and whatnot, Dennis Rodman easily could have been the MVP. Mm. And for him to get in the mind of Burkowski and have him thrown out of the game and, and how all that escalated in his rebounds per game, I think he was averaging 15 a game on, and it wasn't even 32 minutes a game. If he was out, if he was doing thirty two minutes, he easily is almost at twenty, probably twenty points. Yeah. And so just, and even George Carl was just like Dennis. Dennis Rodman was the factor. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Rodman. So, um, I, I just, I think that team was probably better. But I think that's the difference was Horace Grant, which held his own, did a great job. 
Yeah. And they, they, they had a huge loss when they lost him to mm-hmm. Orlando, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think in a lot of the comparisons that um, a lot of people make and that I, you know, just from watching the doc, doing research, I agree with that the 92, just Jordan, was the most skilled Jordan ever, but 96 was the smartest Jordan ever. Yeah. Um, or, like, just he's smarter and then he was more skilled, 92. So, and that that also, to me, I feel like, you know, everything aside with Dennis, Dennis is probably better than Horace Grant, um, but then you put in the factor of B.J. Armstrong and Steve Kerr, you know, da 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 I think the deciding factor comes to Jordan and just, like, which season was his best. And although I do think 92 Jordan was the better skill-wise Jordan, 96 was definitely the smartest Jordan, might have been the, sm- the smartest player of all time. Um, so to me, I would say 96 simply because of Jordan. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it would be very fascinating to watch that play out, but I, I feel that the 72 and 10 Bulls were absolutely better. Yeah, for sure. Now, switching gears just a little bit, a lot of talk about the Dream Team, best team of all time. If you had to build a 10-man team, 8-man rotation with two, like, secret weapons off the bench, you know, like, if you had to build an 8-man rotation, 10-man team, to go put against that team of anybody in history except the players on the Dream Team, who are the players that you're picking? Wow. So I, I can I can verbally say on this podcast that Christian Leitner is elite because he was on that team. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, which that was a joke, but um, okay, oof. Definitely you would put Kobe in there. I, I would pick a lot of the players that were on the, the team that Coach K coached with. With LeBron, the Carmelo, team. the redeemed, yeah, a lot of those players. I think they would give uh, the Dream Team a good game. Oh man, I don't even know. Go with starters first at the point guard. Man, I don't know because you have a freak of nature, six foot nine. He's older, Magic Johnson, but he's still very wise and very competitive still at this age. And uh, I, I don't know if Chris Paul. Offensively would hold his own, but I don't know if defensively if he he's just smaller. Smaller, I. But 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 John Stockton always held his ground too. So maybe maybe Chris Paul. Maybe. I would throw a little bit of a curveball. He's played one season at point guard. I'd take LeBron at point. Mm. I'd put LeBron at point to match Magic with size. That's and not that, that would be very awesome to watch. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, so that that that'd be good. I would definitely go Kobe and Matt and Michael. I think I, I would do the same. I would Kobe. pay money to see. I mean, watching him on the documentary, oh my, my heart gosh. was silenced to see that interview, and he's like, "Oh, there's Kobe." Dang. Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. Um, the three. LeBron at the one, Kobe at the two, two. at three, going against Bird. Would have been Bird. Bird Bird had a bad back, yeah. and so Bird was so in and out, and so you're looking more at Scotty, sometimes Scotty Malone, three. Malone um, at three. Sometimes they did, you know, okay. they would depend on how Chuck wanted to run the offense. Uh, you also had Barkley sometimes swinging as a three because they would bring in a Patrick Ewing, David yeah. Robinson. <laughs> so you know, I mean, <laughs> you 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 were pretty deep when it came to that, and you had guys that played those those roles, and Barkley 
could easily get by with a three. I mean, he's six foot five, but yeah. he could shoot, but play inside too. I'll uh, take KD. That's that's you know that would be really fun to watch. I, I'll go with you on that, and not because you're just saying it, but those are three amazing matchups for sure. It is. It really is. I mean, because you know. If you look at it from the side of KD, it's like nobody's stopping KD. Yep. You look at it on the side of Scotty, you know, who's getting past Scotty? So right. that would be and then, you know, it, it evens out because Scotty's not as talented of an offensive player, um, scoring wise, and KD's not as talented of a defensive right. player wise. But but my, my my view would be could Scotty get KD to only score twenty two? KD's gonna score. He's still gonna score. He yeah. is a scorer. Can he slow him but, down? But can can Scotty limit some of that? That would be very interesting. Chris Mullen would be coming off the bench to help that. But um, so then power forward, I don't even have to think. Tim Duncan. Yeah, I would say the same. I was just about to say that, Tim that's Duncan. Easy. And then Shaq would be center. You take Shaq at center. Shaq okay. at center. I think you okay. would have some interesting. I mean, he he'd just fill the hole. He'd fill the hole. But you have a lot of finesse with David Robinson, Patrick Ewing. Malone would sometimes shift in there, but you know that that would be very interesting. It would, it would, it would be very interesting. I would also think about Hakeem. Or but no, did he? He did play. He did play Olympics for us. On Dream Even though, Team, yeah, right. I would have to look because he is originally from Nigeria. I don't know if he did. Okay, well, we'll say he didn't, just in case. Yeah. So if it's not Hakeem, it's Shaq for yeah. sure for me. I would definitely um, pick Hakeem. I would also take though, a little bit of a sleeper. Um, Bill Russell. Mm. I would think about Bill Russell. Um, defensively, you need that. Defensively, facilitating wise, you know, everybody is concerned concerned about nowadays. You know, the flashy block. You know, just beasting it out of bounds. Bill Russell was smart as to where he knew how to get block shots, but blocking them to his teammates to start a fast break. Yep. Um, I don't remember the last big man who thought like that on yeah, defense. Right. So probably the greatest winner in sports history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking him. I would either go that route, or if he can't play for some weird reason, then I'm taking Walton next. I would think about Walton. Yeah. He might be two, one of the two secret weapons for yeah. me. Or 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 Lou Alcindor or Kareem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I would have Kareem starting because I think he'd get bullied by some of those guys. A little bit, just because, you know, he's more finesse. Mm-hmm. But I also think it'd be very hard to stop him from scoring. But I also think about fit-wise. Right. I'm not just trying to put all the talent together. I'm trying to, you know, make it relatively fit. A mm-hmm. team that's actually, if we're putting it in a real-life scenario, a team that's actually going to hold their own. Yeah. With all the scoring from Kobe, uh, and that's why that's why I also thought about Duncan, because he doesn't need a score. If Kobe and KD are going for 40, he will sit there and score two points and grab 38 rebounds. And he would be content with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say my other guys coming off the bench, I would probably go for now uh, a different angle. I would, With the guys that we talked about, maybe Akeem, Kareem coming off the bench, Walton, Russell, I would also match that with probably an Iverson, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West. Mm. I, would, I would go with that, and then my final guy would be a guy that if you need him to score, he'll score or he'll rebound. I would go Moses Malone. Mm. Moses Malone. So that the, the, that would be kind of my. That'd be fascinating if you had some of these modern day players and these even older players oh, matching gosh, yeah. up. Oh man, gosh. Yeah, that's... They, they the dream team might be in trouble. So I got my first five 
I think our fives are the same. Yeah. With LeBron at one, Kobe at two, Katie at three. I think our center's off a little. Four, Tim Duncan. My five, assuming that Hakeem is not there. I. I'll take Shaq starting because because you have to double down on him starting yeah and then that that causes some problems. Bill Russell is my six man though. That's true. So we'll start with six man. Who's your six man out of the out of the bench players you just named? Who's the first to come off the bench? Your impact player. Maybe Oscar. Oscar, yeah, do it all. Um, Oscar or Jerry. It's hard for me to take those older guys because there's so many of the newer guys that I want to pick, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't just not. But if I want to run though, I don't know. I'm I might be taking Iverson too. If I want to run yeah. out of the gym, Iverson's gonna he's gonna score. He's gonna push it for mm-hmm. a little man. I mean that guy was not afraid. of Is anybody. he gonna fit with the players though? I would say if he had players that were on his level, because I saw him when he came to Denver. Being a Denver Nuggets fan, he came to Denver, and I did get to see him play without Carmelo, and he did distribute the ball. He was effective, and I mean, one press conference, he was just like, you know, no offense to Philly, but these guys are just better. Just (laughs) like it. And I think if he has people around him, I don't think he has to score as many. Yeah. So. That's that's fair. Um, At my seven and eight. I'm going to go with Curry. Oh, Curry, yeah. I think the second he comes in the game, they have to completely change their defense to at least a half-court press because <laughs> the second he crosses half-court, you better be on him. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to take another point guard who is fired up to play this team in Isaiah Thomas. Wow. Wow. I'm thinking all, Redemption. all all scenarios. I think you put Isaiah Thomas, I know we just talked about, if is he the same without his his bad boy Pistons, but he still is a great point guard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Can't take that away. My, my facilitating ends there though. I already got Curry, Isaiah, and even Bill Russell, not facilitating, but you know, a great passer and LeBron as the primary ball handlers. So that's eight. So the secret weapons, did you, did you name your eight? The other two were Jerry West and who's the other one? Moses. Uh, Moses. Okay. So the two secret weapons, who are your two secrets? Probably Garnett. Okay. Gosh, I don't know because Olympic basket Olympic basketball, the man was on fire and, and I think it was because he respected Coach K and he just played different he plays different around his peers. Carmelo played great for the Olympics. Mm. He was he was not same Carmelo. He but wasn't. then but when he's in NBA, NBA, he just he was different. But Carmelo in the Olympics was a great teammate, great player. Yep, great N- player. Nuggets fan by the way. Yep, go on. <laughs> go on. So, um yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I maybe maybe Steph, maybe Steph. I I'll, you know, I'm going to go Steph because yeah. he's going to change like you said. He's going to change the dynamic and you your defensive matchups are going to be crazy cuz even if you have Isaiah or uh, Isaiah Iverson penetrating and he's kicking out to Curry can play the two. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't I, score I, either. I'm, I'm giving yeah. Iverson let him handle the ball to be able to do the kickouts. <sighs> yeah, and I'm just saying if 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 there's a situation where Curry's on the court and Magic is too I don't think Magic could handle Curry. Mm. I don't. Mm. I think he's 
I just think Curry would. I think Curry would be able to have his way with him. Mm. If if he's if he's too far up on him, I think Curry's dancing around him. If he's sagging off, he's he's pulling up from thirty. <laughs> he's training in his face. My two X factors are just gonna be. I'm gonna take like two just pure X factors where if you need somebody who's just gonna change the game, that's what exactly what you're gonna get. And Kawhi is my first one. Mm. Because I think if all else else fails and you need a bailout guard Michael Jordan type Mm -hmm. player and do nothing else, exert all your energy on defense and stop Michael Jordan, Kawhi is probably the only player in the history of basketball that I'm trusting with that task. (laughs) Seriously. It's a good good gamble for sure. Um, And that's only if he's like on course for 60. Uh Otherwise... Because other than defense, I don't think Kawhi hangs with these guys offensively. Mm-hmm. So that's why he'd be a secret weapon as opposed to a rotational player. Um, it's tempting to take Harden, but <laughs> I have too many ball handlers, and that's just <laughs> definitely biased. <laughs> so I think it's tough. It's tough. I think I'm actually going to go... Gosh... I think I would go with Dr. J. Wow. Wow. More more just, just there's so many things you could do with this team. Um, you know, throw in a small ball lineup, big ball lineup. Just if, I think this team could take the dream team. Wow. Yep. So, okay. recapping, my 10 is, we have the same starting five. It's LeBron, Kobe, KD, Tim Duncan, Shaq. We have the same starting five. And then it kind of changes. Six man, I'm Bill Russell, you're Oscar. Oscar. Seven and eight for me is Curry and... Who's my eighth? Um, Who's in the... Oh, Isaiah. And then who are your uh, seven and eight? West. West. Malone. Malone, okay. And then my secret weapons is Kawhi and Dr. J and yours are... Iverson... And Steph. And you, you're confident that team is... Uh, oh, I had Garnett somewhere in there. Shoot. I don't know where I dropped that ball. Oh, Garnett was an uh, X-Factor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm confident my team's taking the Dream Team at least to a seven-game season. Oh, coach, 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 coach. Who's your coach? Oof. I'm, I'm, I'm either taking Coach K or Pop. Mm. Okay. Probably Coach K. Yeah, he's got the Olympic experience. Like, he's, he knows he how to does, those but also. Together. But also, you have Kobe Bryant and LeBron saying, if I went to college, I would have played for him. I would have played for him. He always, he, he just, these guys played better. I mean, that, especially that Redeem team. That's what even made the argument that these guys might be able to compete against. And we were not winning gold until, and I'm, I know I'm a Duke guy, but we were not winning gold again until Coach K came in. So yeah. He was like, this is embarrassing. We should be the best in the world. And got everybody yeah. to get back on board and go, we're playing basketball. And he had them practicing and playing in FIBA and all that stuff way sooner. That's so, true. I'm going Coach K. Yeah. Okay. So that's our teams that we would build. I'll, I'll go Coach K uh, also. Um, I'm sure that's pretty satisfying to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's wrapping up. Teams we would build to beat the Dream Team. Also recapping the um, 
recap of The Last Dance, episodes five and six. We'll be back next week. Oh, did you have something? Yeah, one thing I think the biggest takeaway for me was this. The most important man in the world. When he was smoking that cigar, I found out later that that was in the second three-peat. That wasn't, even though they were building it as the 92 team, that was actually the second run. And he's sitting in that hotel room smoking that cigar Mm -hmm. going, this is my life, these four walls. This is it. I can't go anywhere. And And when he said... It, would I do this again? I don't know. And everybody wants to be Michael Jordan for a day, be Michael Jordan for a year. I think of us, we're, we're in contaminate. You're like, we're, we're shut down for two months and we're freaking out. For 40 plus years, this is how this man has lived his life. I don't know, to see that angle this last week, it brought me more appreciation of he is not normal because of how the media has made it and how he has blown up, how he is worldly known. And he's even saying himself, I don't know if I would do it again. Yeah. I, that blew big. my mind. And Adidas was called out by Michael Jordan, and they said, we couldn't have you. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Those were the two biggest takeaways for me of, like, wow. So Yeah, we forgot to touch on that. That was that was huge, um, just to see him like that. you know, And be market like a tennis player, like they said. Yeah. As an individual, genius. Yeah, that is crazy just to think, like, you know, that's how we're living right now, and that's pretty much how he's had to live his life. Yeah. That's that's very good agent management that he had. An agent would say, let's market you different. Yeah. <sighs> Change it, and that's how we do it today. For sure. Any last thoughts? Uh, you know, it sucks that it's almost over. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully we'll have it sports does. after it really it's does. over. <laughs> yep. All right, so we'll talk to you guys next week, recapping episodes 7 and 8. Talk to you guys later. See you.